But what I love is that process from lack of confidence to increasing confidence to, you know, look what I made. Welcome to Peak Pyrography, where we discuss artistry and process with creators in the woodburning and pyrography community. I'm your host, Justine Fetty. I was introduced to woodburning in 2020 and haven't looked back since. Today on the podcast, we have Crystal Baylor from Moss Tangle Arts. It was one of Crystal's online classes during the pandemic that introduced me to wood burning and pyrography. She's from the Pacific Northwest and her art is often inspired by the nature and mountains and skies that she sees when she heads out her front door. As Crystal says, adventure, create, inspire. All right. Well, hello, Crystal. Welcome on Peak Pyrography. I'm so thrilled to have you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. This is fun. First pyrography podcast, at least that I know of. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm excited to get it started, get it going, and to talk mm-hmm. to people, especially you. I mean, you were so... It was one of your classes that got me started on pyrography, and I wouldn't even, like, I wouldn't be sitting here. I wouldn't be doing all of this fun stuff if it weren't for you that's really cool <laughs> that's really cool thank you I mean that's like yeah it gets gets right to my heart there <laughs> and I mean you talk about Crystal Baylor got me into pyrography and the number of other people that are like yep me too me too is really <sighs> so cool wow it's it's really good to hear that you know sometimes we don't always know um how much we're affecting people or um, you know, our impact, you know, you, it's, I think it's always bigger than you realize it is. I think so. How did you get started in wood burning? Well, um, see December, 2017. And the only reason I remember that is because <laughs> it was uh, Christmas and we were getting ready to, somebody was selling some little, you know, just wood rounds in Facebook. And I was like, oh, it'll be fun to make some coasters for the house. The family's coming to visit. And we had just moved to Washington that spring. And so I was kind of like making my house a, 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 a P&W home. And anyway, so we uh, had these, I just bought them and I thought, oh, we have, I know we have like an old wood burning tool somewhere in the garage because the kids did it when they were in you know, grade school or junior high or something. And, and, uh, we couldn't find it. So, uh, my husband ran and ran to Home Depot and just bought like, you know, the $12, like Weller, you know, old school, bright yeah. orange handle wood burning tool. And I just did some trees on that. And, uh, the people I posted about it, I was like, well, this is kind of fun. And I had friends asking me to make them stuff and, it just, uh, it, the first time I did it, I was, I really loved the feel of the wood burning and like, this is really cool. And this is a fun way to draw. And I wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to do wood burning forever. It wasn't like my new hobby at that point. But then I, don't know, I shared with someone, it wasn't even online and they, they just thought, well, Hey, I would like that for something. And so then I just started making and it just became something I did more often and more often and I grew to love it. So it, it's, uh, yeah, no, no, like I had no idea about wood burning until that, like that day, that month, as far as whether I would do anything with it. It was like just something that was out there. So 
That's so fun. So then you picked it up and you started making, you made the coasters and then. Yeah, I just started making. Yeah, it and just kept going. It kept going. And then I, I think that year, even just that later that spring, I thought, I wonder what it would like be like to put some color in here. Because I love watercolors and I have tons of them. And I just thought, well, maybe watercolor would be interesting. And I no longer have that very first piece that I <laughs> I did with watercolor but I don't really like share it much anyway. So um, yeah, it's, it was when I realized, I thought that, you know, watercolor would be maybe be interesting and it turned out to be way more cool than I thought it would be. And so then I started adding <laughs> color and trying different kinds of wood, you know, getting local wood and then going, getting stuff off online and just kept adding more and more things that I could do. And, you know, eventually got my first, professional tool which was a razor tip and then um started teaching classes and it's just been a lot of just growing every year so and so is is moss moss tangle is your business name moss tangle arts yeah Mm -hmm. and does that keep you busy full-time now or um i Um, read that you were a nurse so are you still doing nursing right so i um retired from nursing last year 2022 in October and um I but it's not because wood burning was taking full time all my time um what had happened was back in I first started I was working full time I first started pyrography and I went to a halftime position um like a couple year a year later and that had nothing to do with the pyrography. It just worked out that I could do a halftime position. And um, that gave me a lot more time. So then I had more time to kind of build my business. And I'm really slow and things take me a long time. So now I'm not, I'm not a nurse anymore and I have all this time, but it still just takes me forever to do things, you know, <laughs> uh, but I can do more, right? Because I have more time. So, um, you know, I go through periods of, I have more time to play with my art instead of just making things right. And instead of just constantly working on the business and, you know, the first couple of years, just that building a website and selling on Etsy and then selling on my own website and then adding in classes and just all that growth stuff. After a while, it seemed like I wasn't as creating as much art as I wanted to. Um, But I got better with it over time. And so that was what that extra time allowed me to do was to now, okay, I can do some business stuff. And then I can also um, spend time creating, coming up with new ideas, going places, you know, being able to go hiking, be inspired and be outside. Those are things that I'm allowing myself to do more rather than just pile on more work. That's, that seems like it worked out so well for you, that transition and, and giving you that time. Yeah. And it's by no, I'm just really blessed to have this live in the situation I live in, to have the support I have and the help I have. And, you know, uh, say, I think someone once called their husband, their patron, cause he pays for everything. <laughs> so, but, but I mean, it's not, it's not really like that. I mean, I'm, you know, we take care of each other, but, um, you know, it allows yeah, for you me br- to, to do this. So you can both bring so much to that partnership and right, right. Yeah. support each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, and you mentioned you're in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. 
up in Washington. Washington, yeah. And so you like to get outside and get out in nature yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's kind of my jam. <laughs> That's what people <laughs> say. No, I, um, it's what gives me, it's what fills me up. It was gives me energy. It's what allows um, me to, to be creative, to have that margin in my mind that allows me to not be critical of myself or overly judgmental of my work because I'm allowed to just relax. It's like meditating only, and some people would call it that because I spend a lot of time just focusing on, you know, what's going on around me. I mean, there's days I, I will rehash things in my mind while I'm walking. Um, there are days I pray while I'm walking. Um, sometimes it's, but most of the time it's just this like, I like to call it like a soft focus of the world around me because I'm, I like to take it all in, but I also like to look at the details. So a lot of my walking is this kind of, and trail running, I do a lot of that. And so, and I will have that kind of soft focus where I can see where I'm going, but I'm also kind of paying attention out here, but nothing's really like taking a lot of energy to look at or to pay attention to, but then th something will catch my eye and then I can transition and really focus on that and look at that, that you know, like there's a stump looks like a face or, you know, there's this, <laughs> this cool pile, this frosty section on this path or, or just, you know, the mountain out, you know, in the distance, but a lot of it's like close up, you know, um, detail kind of stuff. So taking in that nature and, letting mm -hmm. it refresh you yeah it's a big deal it's a big part of what I do yeah yes it's very very important and I'm guessing that that's somewhere of where the name Moss Tangle came from which is hilarious <laughs> great I mean that's it's so cool because I got I came up with the name uh, when I was still living in Alaska and and that was uh, I can't, I don't know. I would say we moved here in 2017 and then uh, maybe it was 2015. Anyway, it's been like 10 or more years since I've had that name. Uh, when I originally got kind of decided on that name, I was just taking pictures and I was posting them on Instagram. Uh, and I had a little, I went to craft fairs and sold like prints and cards and things. And so it was just doing nature photography mostly. And then um, I thought, well, we cool, you know, how can I come up with a name? So I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but um, it has nothing, it really had nothing to do with nature and me walking in nature, except for that is such a, it's like, it would, it does have something to do with it in the same sense that, you know, I live, you the sun there's a sun and it gives you light right so it's like it's a thing it's that's part of there. your being it's part of who I am so yes it's part of my name but only because it's such a big part of me and um but anyway so the story is I love this author uh, my favorite one of my favorite authors is uh, George MacDonald and he's a Victorian myth uh, fairy tale writer uh, and he was a, a pastor in Scotland. And so he also did a lot of religious works, but he did a lot of fantasy, like fairy tales and some really, just really good, uh, wonderful stories. And one of the stories he writes is called The Golden Key. It's a short, short story. Uh, and it 
talks about this little boy that um, was, that found, uh, he went to the end of the rainbow and there was a key, a golden key sitting at the end of the rainbow and he picked up the key and he wanted to know what it was for. And so he travels, he's gonna go on this journey to find where the door that opens, that opens with that key. And he meets a, a girl along the way and they go along on these travels. And so the boy's name is Mossy and the girl's name was Tangle. And oh. so between the two, I just, it just kind of, I was like, well, Mossy and Tangle. And I was like, oh, Moss Tangle. And it just kind of flowed out and that's what it was. And, and they end up traveling um, together. They get really, they meet all kinds of like interesting characters and they age through the time. And then when they finally find the place where the key opens, they realize it's like, it's like heaven. That's kind of the, it's, it's kind of an allegory, but not really, but it's like that place that we, what we see here on, you know, earth, we're only shadows of it. And then there's a place you go where there's the real world. And um, anyway, so that's the story and that's where it comes from. So it's, it's, <laughs> And then I moved to Washington, right? And it's like moss everywhere. And like, I, and I just absolutely, all the trees and all the things. And, yeah. all the, and it just fit mossy and tangle. And it just ended up being the perfect name anyway. So I kept it. I love, I love name stories. I love hearing yeah. where it comes from because stuff like that, I was like, oh, obviously it's because she goes, right. she loves being outside and moss and Pacific Northwest, yeah. but that it has a whole backstory and came from another book. That's amazing yeah. yeah most people they and I'm fine with people thinking that because that's where that's kind of where it comes from in the sense that that's deeper in my you know so like deep inside of me already but that's then why you identified with mossy and tangle exactly exactly yeah yeah that's good that's that's amazing yeah. um so you've been doing moss tangle arts for you said almost 10 years now between the photography side of it and the pyrography yeah. and um, what are some of your favorite pieces or um, if you have it or don't have it, just what are some of the, your favorite pieces that you've done? Um, so I have, oh man, you know, it just, it just depends on, um, I think when I was adding color. So I do have the, I have one piece that of my few favorites that I actually still have that nobody's bought, which I'm totally okay with. <laughs> Cause I love it. And it reminds me, um, it's, it's a combination of the wood burning and watercolor. So the watercolor is actually the star of the show on this one, but, um, so anyway, I can show you that. And then I have a big couple of big pieces. There's one big piece that I did that, um, that ended up selling that is in a, a lot of my, uh, like website photographs. And cause it was like, I don't know, two, two and a half feet tall, about 12, 18, 15 inches wide on a big old piece of basswood. You know, those basswood planks. Yes, they're beautiful. And that was just a mountain scene with wildflowers, you know, so that and trees and stuff. So that was pretty special. But yeah. So this is the one that, um, and I did this early on when I was doing watercolor. Oh yeah. That's beautiful. So it was my you know, kind of foray into doing, uh, these trees with texture and then, uh, adding in the watercolor galaxy skies. This was probably the first galaxy that I felt like I finally got it right, you know, and like, it takes some okay. practice It takes some practice and getting that like 
uh, and letting go, you know, not just, it doesn't have to look like a real thing. You know, it can just be, you know, evoke that feeling of the thing that you're trying to paint. And so that was, um, that's probably one of my favorite ones, just because it reminds me so much of that time when I was learning about texture and learning about doing these silhouettes and, and learning about painting the galaxies. And so that, that would, that's probably yeah, it. And you're pretty, I mean, you do a lot of the galaxy work with mountains or you do a class for galaxy gnomes mm-hmm. around yeah. Christmas time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. I, I keep watching your galaxies and every time you put them up, I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it another go. Give it another try. Yeah. Yeah. And I've learned some, I mean, you know, I love that I can finally, I can combine both the mediums that I love and, um, and I've learned a you lot. Were, were you doing watercolor before you were pyrography? Uh, but yes, but not consistently. It was just one, it was one of my hobbies, you know, I wasn't one of those that you any, enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I enjoy watercolor. I think I've, I've enjoyed that since, I don't know, I was younger, a lot younger, <laughs> you know, in my twenties. Um, and, uh, so it's always been there as a, as a medium that I love but I've never felt really good at it enough to really share my work. And so um, now being able to take that and add it to wood has been just a real pleasure for me. Yeah. That's so fun. I, yeah, they're beautiful pieces. Um, And then I met you through Kula cloth, which that was actually the first way that I heard anything about you is that I bought this Kula cloth. <laughs> yep, that's the first um, one I did. And for anybody who doesn't know, a Kula cloth is uh, a pea cloth. For anybody who goes hiking in the woods and you need something to wipe after you go uh, pee in the woods and you don't want to use a leaf, use a Kula cloth. So they did this artist series. And that one I like looked at. I was like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. I need that one. I ordered that. And that was probably in like spring of 2020 or something like that yeah. it was right after yeah. it came out yeah 29 i i think i submitted it like in the fall of you know 20 before that so 2019 yeah I submitted the design and then it came out yeah early 2020 mm-hmm. and that was so then i was like following along with kula uh as their brand and they were hosting all those up they were hosting online virtual mm-hmm. classes through their kula academy and I was like, I want to do one of these. Oh, oh, I'm going to try this wood burning one. Completely not knowing that it was the same person who had created this one. <laughs> so then I took your awesome. wood burning class. And awesome. um, Crystal, I can't tell you how much stuff of Crystal Baylor Moss Tangle is like scattered over my desk right now. <laughs> um, oh, that's awesome. Because... It, you were you were how I got into this. Um, so how did you get involved with Kula Cloth? Okay, so um, yeah, initially um, it was I. It's, it's hard to remember how far back I used to follow um, Anastasia um, when she was just doing the musical Mountaineers, and she was um, you know talking about being an adventurepreneur, and so early on, kind of in her. Um, right before the Kula cloth like came out, right before she started really, um, she had it available. And uh, 
so I kind of was on watch, you know, oh, cool cloth. That sounds interesting. I want one of those. And, you know, just kind of there. And then one the year, I think it was 2019 when they did the um, first Kula cloth design contest and I submitted a design. It was not, it wasn't chosen, which is fine, you know, for one of their artist series that, that for the contest. And it, I just basically took a woodburn piece, you know, formatted it so that it was the right, you know, and, and just did it because I just wanted to get it done, right? I wasn't gonna wasn't gonna worry about the design and anyway, so I just got it done, sent it, and I didn't. It wasn't the greatest, but um, so I didn't get chosen. But then later they're talking about um, there's some other wood burning stuff, wood like they had like a wood kula, and I was like, oh my gosh, it would be so fun to do like a wood burned kula. And Anastasia, I think, emailed me right around the same time that uh, could I make these the trophies for this contest and they'd be made out of wood, but they would look like kulas. And so I've made, <laughs> I made these trophies and they had like, you know, the, the grand prize winner and they had the gratitude guru and then they had, there was another, so there was like a first, second and third. So I had a big one and then two little ones and they were like little wood trophies that look like kula cloths. So, um, and then shortly after that, I designed this, the one you got with the backpack and the tree and, uh, they made that and it sold out like immediately. So you're lucky <laughs> to get one. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then I did it anyway. So that in 2020 or when, after the pandemic started, I think it was in April or May. So early on, whenever they started Kula Academy, I got an email from, um, Allison, uh, at who runs all the yep. cool Academy stuff. She's the event coordinator. And could I do a wood burning class? And would that even be possible? And how would we do that? And so I said, well, I guess we could just do an online class and I'll just send people all the, we can try, right? Like what's wrong with trying? Let's just try. And so we had, uh, I could send everyone a kit. We had a, a project. We did like a wood burning 101. And we, um, so then that's how I started doing classes for them. A lot of classes through <laughs> all, through the, you know, when people were really wanting um, community and, and they couldn't get together and just they, and, and what an amazing thing that Kula offered this. I mean, they're not, they're not making money off the Eventbrite you know, off the Kula Academy. This is a way to bring people together. And, you know, maybe they're, you know, Allison might be, she, I think she's more than earning her, you know, she's <laughs> earning, you know, she's doing a lot of work to put it together. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's just the story. And I've designed one other Kula cloth and um, I just, you know, they're ready for me to design another one as soon as I can do it because they sell out every time I do them. So, and it's not, you know, it's not, okay. I, and I'm not trying to like talk myself down. It's not just my art. It's not just me and my art. It's that it's this idea that um, there's something different out there and, and it doesn't look like the other things. And and it's pyrography. I mean, like, how does how yeah. can pyrography work on fabric? And it's not the same as wood. It looks different, but if you can add in the color, it kind of seems to make it something. And plus, Kula has 
like their Kula claws are, are kind of like some, it, it's not about how beautiful is the art. It's about fun and, and, you know, just some of them are pretty goofy. Right. But yeah, that's great. And, well, and, like, and yours was so special because I think it was the only one at the time when I was looking that had a backpack on it. And I was like, I'm going backpacking. I need to have, you know, I so, want yeah. this one with the backpack. Yeah, it was pretty special. I enjoyed making it and I enjoyed, you know, putting the little Kula on the backpack and doing the whole little yes. thing like that. It was just, it was a fun little project for me. And and now you even make Kula cloth style earrings. Yes. And I do that too. So, and those, we, uh, that's another thing that um, Kula has done. That's just a, they're just giving to the community by offering their, their, um, the shop that they have for artists. So there's some artists who we just, you know, Anastasia just, or the Kula just, you know, they buy some earrings from me and then they sell them on the website and they're not still, again, it's not about making money. It's about, you know, reaching out and just offering places for us to be successful. You know, it's, that's so cool. Yeah. 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 I, that was so wonderful at that point to, hear that to have that available for us you know Mm -hmm. to take the class and it was so you know it's and my cousin was in Washington DC and I was in Colorado and we both signed up to take the class together and so it was like we're texting each other on the side and taking this class and burning these leaves uh like this one and it was just so much fun and it was such a good way to connect there in the late fall of the pandemic when it was you know you felt like you hadn't seen anyone for almost a year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really special uh, for me too, to, cause all of my um, in-person classes had to be canceled and I was really missing that teaching part of, of what I do and to be able to do that and that it was a success cause you know, it might not have worked with burning <laughs> online. I mean like live online classes, you know, I had never seen it before where you, to do that doesn't mean it wasn't happening. It's just, I didn't know it could work, but I was willing to try. Well, and it was great that you were able to send like the Walnut Hollow basic tool and mm-hmm. all the wood, the transfer paper. Yeah. There might've even been an embossing tool in there, like sandpaper, watercolor, every single thing that we needed for every step of the project came in that box. And it was such a great way to be introduced to it. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to hear that. So what are you working on now? Uh, well, actually, I'm working on some projects for class for uh, some classes I have coming up um, because all of a sudden now we're back and people want classes again. I mean, all of a sudden now, because last year when I scheduled classes, people were not signing up. So I had to cancel several classes because people weren't interested. And these are in person. And um, I was getting really discouraged. I got really discouraged last fall, I had to cancel like three classes that were pretty much right in a row. And um, so it was part of struggling through that. And and I kind of have taken a little break from just posting and it just really, it shouldn't, well, I shouldn't, uh, not judging myself. See, I have to be careful because, you know, we calm yeah, ourselves it, down so easily. But, um, but I just kept like talking to the people I know and 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 I and a few good things happened like I was able to sell some start selling some things wholesale and I was able to actually make more products um 
And so good things happened, but then um, I was discouraged with the classes. And uh, this spring, I just scheduled a few more in some places and I feel like it's doing better. I have one class that's either sold out or has one ticket left. And so um, now I have a few more coming very soon. I'm just putting the projects together because I don't like to schedule. I'm not gonna, I don't like to publish a class unless I have the project figured out. So uh, for this next one, let me grab it. I, I, um, I'm doing like a little mushroom kind of, uh, kind of, what do you call it? Anyway, so that's oh, so on. fun. Yeah. So that one is actually done, but I'm doing a series of mushrooms. And so the class is going to be this little guy. And then I'm going to offer a couple other patterns that I have designs for and teach, you know, and it's basically, it's just a simple, super easy project, you know, do the, we burn, we transfer the design, we burn the mushroom, we, um, I teach them how to do shading and texture, and then we paint. So super easy class. Um, anyway, so I'm working on those designs for those classes. And I've kind of, I think I came a little late to the mushroom fad, but you know, <laughs> I've always loved mushrooms. I've always thought they were super cool. So for me, it was just a natural thing. I was always afraid. I was so afraid of, of doing them. Cause I was like, oh, I can't make it look like a real mushroom. Right. But then I was able to let go of that and it was fine. So Yeah. Um, I, and it's so interesting, the like cycle of the year and what people like January, everyone's all fitness and spring people want classes. And in the fall, you're like, can I just buy something to give to people? Right. You know, the cycle right. of the year right. is it's true. interesting it's true. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, where do you source your supplies from for all these projects and all over the Your place. Own work. So, yeah, that's almost a full-time job right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not anymore because I have places. You know, I'm always researching, trying to find new sources, and um, yeah, I want quality products that I can use. And um, but you know, a lot of Amazon for like little things, like little hangers for the backs and for paintbrushes and for you know all the little like easy. Um, things you, I want to buy a bunch of, and I can't always buy enough to buy, get a wholesale price from a place, right? Cause they want me to buy a thousand. Well, I really only need like a hundred and a hundred's a lot, right? Cause how many classes yeah. am I going to do? And I do, and I've reordered things, but so Amazon, I use, um, uh, the, I, the Blick art site, uh, Dick yeah. Blick art supply, really great for like bulk discounts. And I get, all my almost all my paint from Dick Lick and then um, my brushes there definitely, but for wood, um, I shop around locally if I can find places. I go to Aspen Rustic Creations, Aspen. They're my favorite source for Aspen. It's always high quality, prices are good. You know, I think I've and they come pre-sanded and. Oh, it's, they're beautiful. And it's like, so I do my, I do like, these are, this is one of my pieces I did with Aspen. So, yes. you know, they had such a beautiful, like textures and colors and, and, and they can come kind of like really blank. So then you can be, you can add, you know, whatever. So there's just so many different, anyway, so I love them 
high quality, very dependable. I've rarely had, a lot of times I order from a company and I'll get, you know, 50 rounds and I have to throw away three or four or something because they're cracked or the bark has fallen off or I'll use them for practice or whatever. And um, with Aspen Rustics, I don't think I've ever had to throw away a piece. Yeah. Um, so they're my, they're for Aspen them. And then of course it's David and Renee for all the beautiful wood that, I mean, so many, and they do unique woods and I really, really appreciate that. Everything they do is high quality, sanded, ready to go, like just beautiful, beautiful wood. And then of course, Walnut Hollow for basswood right now still, but I usually get that from like Hobby Lobby or um, Michael's or whatever. And I'm always on the lookout at thrift stores and just random places for random pieces of wood. So, you know, that's that too. So yeah, all over the, I get stuff from all over. So, um, Crystal, let's take a real quick break here for a minute. Um, we'll be right back. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> And welcome back. Uh, so Crystal, what you're doing classes, you're doing other things, what kind of stuff inspires you? What excites you? Um, yeah. Is it the classes? Is it your own work? Is it custom pieces? Mm-hmm. Well, um, as far as would in, in my art, it's, you know, the teaching classes is probably the most energizing thing I do. Um, I'm a, I love love, love people. Um, that's just, it's how, who I am. It's, you know, part of my being as well. And it's funny cause I, I spend a lot of time outside and I like solitude. I love solitude, but I also am energized by being around people. And so, uh, it's like the, the solitude resets helps with my reset, but Mostly I love teaching classes. I love the hands-on. I love seeing the biggest thing to me, and this is why I love in-person classes the best, is when we're, you know, we start this thing and people are looking at what we're about to do and they they feel like they, how is that even possible? Like, I can't do this. Or I want to try, but there's no way it's going to be. They just... I always appreciate that they're even there because sometimes it's a little daunting to try this, to try woodburning. Yeah, absolutely. And Right. And so I'm always thankful for that. But the big thing is they, so then there's this challenge and they're not sure what they can do. And then they're working along and they're like, oh, this, this is so first, not everybody, but this is the, what I love watch happen. This transition from, this is really frustrating to, oh, this is kind of cool and interesting to, oh my gosh, look what I just made, right? And so when I see that happen, it's it's just such a, it just infuses me with like energy and joy. And um, a big thing is, you know, so many people, you know, you're watching the process and it's fun to watch someone like get it, right? They start to figure it out and they're struggling and then boom, they got it. But what I love is that process from lack of confidence to increasing confidence to, you know, look what I made. And, you know, I, and I love encouraging and people to that what they're doing is beautiful. Even if they think it looks like at first they think like, Oh, this looks like a kindergartner made it. And I'm like, you know, 
maybe if that's what you want to say, but it looks to me, it looks like, you know, you made it and it's something different. And even that is beautiful art. I mean, it's not, you know, it, there's some real, you know, real to see their real, style come through versus right. right. And to yeah. see your style and to say, you know, I, I taught you to make trees like this, but look at how you took that and you made them like this. And I think that's really cool or that's amazing. Or you added that or, um, so that's my favorite is the teaching of in-person classes. I like online classes as well. And I, you know, I just haven't done as many cause they are not quite as, I feel like they're, they're, they're fine. They're great. Right. They're just not as successful. Um, I feel like I can't get in there and like, here's how you do this. And, you know, show them and say, here's a pin and take a piece of wood and take my, the pen and kind of show them how it's done. And, um, but you know, I, people still sign up for online classes occasionally. So obviously there's a want or a desire um, for that. And it's really great, really great to see all the other, so many other priorographers offering classes now, um, whether that's in person or online, I think um, Renee just posted an, a, an online class and yeah. it's like, I want to take that class. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> right. It, it doesn't matter how many times you've done it or how many you've taught right. or yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. You're like, I want to learn how you do it. Right. It's, it's pretty fun to, to watch, to watch that. But, you know, and, I, but I also love creating art. I love the, the sense of that, that just doing it and creating it and something comes out and, and I actually look at it and I'm at the point in my world where I can look at it and I love it. Um, even if it's not some fantastic work of art by others judgment, I've gotten to the point in my life where I can, I can love my own art and I can call myself an artist and, you know, all those, what do they call it? The mental things that we go through mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cause you, you start out and you're like, I'm not, I am not an artist. I am not Picasso. I am not, you know, I'm not Mozart, whatever it is. And, And then but but then you get over that and you're I am an artist and I can this this is art and it is my art and I love it and I'm proud of it and yeah and there's there's somebody out there who loves it too right I mean there's some things that are never intended for I you know I don't really care if they sell or not sell um there's some things that you know I pour my heart into it and I hope somebody's gonna love it and you know, pieces that I've had for three, four years that are just sitting here, you know, I still love them. Um, and I'm okay to have them here, but you know, it's, it's good to know, but there are people I'll just wait someday. Somebody's going to say that is the piece I want, right. That's, you know, so. And it'll find its home and it'll. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, what, tools do you use for creating you said you started with a, an old basic model and you've used razor tip what are you using these days so I still use my razor tip um it's the ssd 10 uh so I don't have any of the like newer razor tips with the digital displays and stuff it's just your basic I can hold it up for you it's right here my whole everything I do is right here on this one desk so let's see if I can get this around the corner without unplugging it yes yeah, so I do the the duo, um, it's the, yeah, SSD 10 and it's got two place for two pens. And I do that. I use that occasionally, but 
and it does kind of save you know your wires so that you're not like pulling and putting you know that'll it'll make those connections last a little longer to have the two but i find that they, it heats up so fast that there's really no you know you can get by really for a very long time with a single you know uh single plug-in and then I started using the optimal one as well and I love by PJL yeah and I just it it's not like I switched I use both they both have their purpose and it's more about the tips so I've started um or the pens uh they both get really nice and hot and part of me I just wanted the optimal one because I wanted to try it right and so I, I love it for different reasons. I love the heat that it produces. And um, I love the, the tips that come with it are just, they just feel really solid. Um, and they heat up really nice and I get nice smooth burns from them. So those are my two main wood burning tools. I still occasionally pull out the um, Walnut Hollow Versatool or uh, Creative Wood, no, the Versatool and do like some, for some texture things because they're it's kind of a neat and plus you know a lot of people don't have the more advanced tools and i want to be able to teach them how to, so i want to stay in practice with using the um the wedge you know solid point wedge tip so yeah that that makes sense and that's it's a great way especially with the classes that you teach to start with that really accessible value tool or you know the the basic models yeah and then if people like it they can choose to upgrade on their own that's right what are some of your favorite nibs or tips or pens um i love the um i use the writing tip a lot i have a uh and i like the skew they call it a skew tip i think is what they call it with the you know the curved edge let me see which one this one. This is one. Um, I love my shader. I, I use a lot of tools. So this is, let's see if I can get this up here. Yes. So that's that skew, you know, edge there. Yeah, that one's really like nice. That one. Use it a lot for lines um, and even a little shading because you can tilt it. It's it's very versatile. It's probably the most the most of this one and then the the shader that's got a nice tip on it too because then I can use the shader for lines too um and then I have this tip that I use for trees and I only use it for that's pretty much all I use it for and that's my razor that's on the razor tip and so I will use that forever until it breaks (laughs) and it's just a writing tip that has the the end the tip is a little bit filed down to a point so um it allows me to do kind of those kind of bumpy textures in the trees so yeah that's so cool um and then you said you get your paints from blick artwork yeah the the watercolors so i and i buy different brands it just depends on the color and the brand uh for people who are just beginning to paint i started out with just like the kiritaki pans that you can get off of amazon and they work really well so for my personal painting i use those a lot um Cause they're in a nice convenient pan, you know, box with already already to go and they're very vibrant. So I really like those too. Yeah. That's awesome. Lots of good, 
lots mm-hmm. of good supplies and other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for so we've kind of covered this a little bit. You're online, but you're t- kind of stepping back a little bit right now. But to find you online, you're on Instagram at Moss Tangle, or you've got your website, mm-hmm. Moss Tangle Arts dot com. Uh, Moss Tangle dot com. Yeah. Moss yeah. yeah. Everything you can find me is Moss Tangle. Um, YouTube, Pinterest, all the places. If I'm there, it's Moss Tangle. So <laughs> it's perfect. Great. No one else. You're not fighting anyone else for the handle. Not really. I think I found one other Instagram, new Instagram account called Moss Tangles, maybe. Um, but it's a little different. It's she, she, it's not wood burning. It's some other thing, but it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's like yeah. Um, so you sell your art in person, you sell your art on your website online. Uh, how do you, how do you sell your art? Where do you sell it? Um, well, most of my sales come from, um, in-person sales and then commissions. And then, uh, I have some art, uh, actually, my website hasn't been updated in a little while. I have a little <laughs> bit of art. I actually have a lot. So when I made a bunch of stuff for the Christmas markets, I didn't add that to my website until after. So I'm building my product, you know, my uh, listings for those items that, you know, I still have, you know, some yeah. art, wooden spoons, you know, uh, just little, little things. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah sell it all and then only make listings for the ones that you still have right yeah I mean you know the Christmas theme stuff doesn't isn't going to go up there but you know it's mostly but there's still a lot of other kinds of art that I do yeah. so or pieces a lot yeah. of a lot of mountains and trees right. and nature. exactly which are each which are you know available year round yeah <laughs> right, <I> mean, right? <laughs> yep my husband just climbed a mountain yesterday Oh, nice. Which mountain did he climb? Uh, he did Quandry Peak. And and where's the Santa? And I don't know. Which uh, in Colorado. Like. It's oh, one of Colorado. the 14ers. Yes. yes, the 14ers, of course. Yeah, he had to get that mountain summit in. Yeah, well, and if I lived there, that's what I'd be doing too, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. So how do you take care of Crystal? What do you do um, to take care of yourself? Yeah, well, I go for walks. I actually walk every single day um, and hikes, of course, and running. Um, right now, and this is another part of why I was discouraged through the falls. I have a foot injury that I've been mm. kind of recovering from. And so I'm just walking again for a while. Um, but as I work, as that heals. But uh, yeah, so spending time outside. That's really the big deal. So if I can't walk, I just go outside. Um, I do a lot of yard work. Um, physical exertion outdoors really goes a long way to um, helping my mindset and uh, refreshing me. Um, and so that's part of my daily routine. And then I spend I spend time with family. Uh, I yeah, I don't really need, it's like I say, I don't need alone time, but then I get a lot because I hike a lot by myself. So I get that solitude. Uh, but I'm, like I said, I'm more of a kind of an extrovert in the sense that people are what bring me, give me energy. And if I get, if I finish a class at nine o'clock at night, I'm, it takes me a while to go to sleep. Right. You're wired. Right. I'm yeah. wired. So, um, 
but yeah, so that's, it's mostly just getting outdoors, spending time with family. You know, I have my faith. I spend time with people in my faith community and, um, these are just, you know, I'm constantly just filling my bucket, you know, filling my soul with love and, and the outdoors. And, you know, I, and very important, I eat well, I sleep, I go to bed at nine o'clock and I get up at five o'clock and that's pretty much what I do every single day. <laughs> and I sleep and drink lots of water, you know, all the physical, all those things are really, really important too. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Taking care of all, all aspects. Yeah, it's true. Um, so are you able to spend most of your days now creating or, um, outside? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, you know, I still have a house to take care of and a yard to take care of. I, I love to garden. So I do some of that. And then, um, so I feel like there's more, I wish I had a lot more time to do the things that, you know, do the art, but you know, those other things are part of me too. So I like my house to be a certain in a, in order, right? That's not but functional, functional yeah. for me, right? Whatever's functional, right? For you as a, but for me, that takes some time that I think a lot, maybe I could spend less time doing that, but then I would also, you know, the chaos of, of things can sometimes overwhelm me. I do. Yeah. Kinda, I understand. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I have my things that I do and I give a lot of my time to, my children are adults now, so we don't, I don't have like those, uh, you know, the, the things that small children take from, from your time, right. Or whatever, just the, the laundry, the feeding, the time, the attention, all that stuff. I did that, you know, but we're, we're done with that. But I still, (laughs) all three of my children live nearby. So I visit them on a, you know, we do stuff together. We, um, so I don't spend every day, all day creating. I usually just spend a couple hours if I can, (laughs) but it's not as much as you would realize and not as much as maybe I imagined I would have after I quit nursing, (laughs) but, uh, it's amazing how that time just kind of disappears. You're like, I'll have right. all this extra time. I've right. got eight hours, 12 hours a day that I'm not working. Yeah. And then suddenly it's gone. Right. Well, chores and, and there's other things, you know, the, one of the reasons I, I stopped, you know, working, uh, you know, and quit nursing was I was doing a lot with Moss Tangle and I wasn't getting outside as much as I wanted. And so a lot of that, margin that I didn't have, I was able to create that when I left my job. Um, so, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's just, you know, the, how we, how it happens. I'd like to spend more and I'm working on it, you know, trying to streamline my days and have, I think the routine helps having a routine in the morning and just yes. get up, I get going, I do these things and then I can sit down and do some work. So Awesome. Well, it's time for uh, time for us to play a little game. Okay, we're gonna try. What's up? All right. So this is the deserted island. Uh, you okay. may have seen this in some of Rachel's uh, from Woodburn Corner. Some of her right, right. Uh, 
videos and on the deserted island you get one type of wood one burner Mm -hmm. one nib or pen Mm -hmm. and then one other extra bonus item so you're going to be on a deserted island doing some wood burning what kind Mm -hmm. of wood are you burning on um probably aspen or cherry that's (laughs) it's close but probably if yeah probably aspen aspen wood it's pretty versatile and then my wood burning tool would I would probably bring the Optima just because it's nice and compact and easy to (laughs) keep track of and um, I would use that skew tip because I can do a lot with it and then the bonus item um, a pencil a pencil (laughs) yes right I that's a perfect answer. It's exactly what you need. Right. It's so much nicer to have that drawing, right. have something there that you're burning too, instead of right. just yeah, yeah. freehand. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, so I like to have a moment of community building here and uh, what are three accounts and it could be authors. It could be, it doesn't have to be accounts. It could be anybody that you take inspiration from or you think that others would also enjoy learning seeing from okay well um first of all uh don't follow any accounts that make you feel bad about yourself (laughs) make sure that it's someone that you love or you know that inspires you or lifts you up in, in some way um i find i've had to kind of uh, call out some accounts that I love their work, but you know, I would find myself comparing too much or whatever with them. It's not their fault. It's just my own situation. Yeah. But so, um, oh man, there's so many people. So top, th- just three off the top of my head and three that I've kind of thought about a little bit before we had this conversation. Um, so there's a, a watercolor artist called, her name's Jen Thiessen and her uh, Instagram is wandering pine art and she's definitely uh watercolor based but she's just so encouraging and loving and she's taught she teaches some classes on kula academy and just um anyway so wandering pine art and then um i don't know if you know heather martin uh from firework pyrography i don't i'll have to check her out she does some really beautiful work, but at the same time, she's, you know, I've had conversations with her and always felt like, you know, we, we were friends, you know, she was just very yeah. down to earth and also, you know, very community minded and, and giving of her time and, uh, and, and knowledge. And, uh, a third one, I, you know, other than like I can think of several but I'm like everybody's probably already following so I'm gonna say Woodburn Corner that my, everybody might be saying that. so I've kind of like yeah that's a she's a really amazing person to follow Rachel um yes just a pioneer in the community of Woodburn in Woodburning community and um just com- so generous with all of her time and all of her knowledge and you know I, I just don't want to leave even though that's probably 90% of the people who are you know, <laughs> going to be on here are probably going to say that, but you know, she's my 
she's a great account to follow and she's putting on such great stuff and when this comes out it will have been last week was the woodburn sessions right where Mm -hmm. she brought in six other six artists and we all got to Mm -hmm. watch them do their burning and it was completely free to attend live Mm -hmm. and I think after the fact the um, sessions are going to be available so yeah I I mean yeah so just very generous and then also um, very, and not just in wood burning, but as, as making wood burning a business. So a yes. lot of, if you're a pyrographer, she's really a good person to follow if you aren't already. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are the big things coming up for you? What do you have on the horizon right now? Well, I'm definitely uh, planning more and more classes and I am going to work on a collection, which I'm kind of keeping that really, I've started working on it. I've started doing some sketches for it, but I'm, it's going to definitely be woodsy. So that'll be coming out and it's different than, different than what I've done. I've never done anything this kind of way. So it'll be a little different. So it'll be kind of fun, but I'm, so I'm doing that. And then the summer is full of hikes. I have so many hikes planned. It's crazy. I'm going backpacking with my sister in September. We're going to do a hundred miles on the John Muir trail. Awesome. And yeah, that's yeah, quite that, an accomplishment. I can't wait to watch that. that. I would love to watch or sorry, watch do uh, a through hike, but we just can't, it's 211 miles long and we just can't take three weeks right now or four, four weeks to do that. So we could take two weeks or 10 days and we can do a hundred miles. So we're going to do that. And and I just have a bunch of other like trips planned and hikes planned. The summer is a low wood burning time and high travel inspiration time. <laughs> That's the best way. Take advantage of yeah. the weather while you've got yeah. it. And... Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Well, Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today, Crystal. This has been so nice to chat with you. And I, I can't wait to share this with everyone. And it's been a blast. Well, it's been a blast for me. I've really enjoyed it. And I'm just so I'm, I'm excited for you. I mean, this is fun to be a part of it. And it's an honor and I'm loving it. But I just can't wait to see where this takes you. I'm pretty excited about hearing your podcasts and and uh just it's gonna be fun and exciting it'll be really amazing to watch you grow oh thank you crystal thanks for tuning in and a special thank you to our guest crystal of moss tangle arts i love chatting with her it was so special to have a chance to talk with her one-on-one she's absolutely incredible next episode we'll be chatting with emily carter of embolina Peak Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios and Justine Fetty. Our producer and sound engineer is Kevin Fetty. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share your comments on today's podcast or suggestions for the future on Instagram at peak underscore pyro or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K-P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, keep creating. I can't wait to see what you make next.